1: You were made to be a joyful mama, to have a heart that is thriving, not striving. And we want to help you step into the fullness of all you were created to become. Hey, everyone. Today on the podcast, we're giving you a front row seat into our homeschool mentorship and letting you sit in on one of our sessions for free. We are talking about the top two ways to organize homeschool, like the actual school part of what you're doing, the math, the reading, the language arts, the history, etc. Stay tuned for next week where we answer a bunch of questions that our homeschool moms had, and we get into some fun little nitty gritty details and give you hopefully some answers that you've been looking for. It's basically just going to be a Q&A, but we hope you come back and listen to part two because we think that
0: we will address some things that maybe some of you have been wanting to know. Enjoy part one. We are so pumped to be back with you. We're talking today about making, you know, homeschool simple and how you can structure your day, how you can Find a rhythm to your homeschooling. And um, we're really pumped to share with you some of the things we've tried, what we've learned. Interestingly, we've actually kind of narrowed it down to two main things that we see homeschool moms do, homeschool families do that works really well. So we're going to talk about both of those ways and how you can discover which of those ways is best for you. So the first way, when you're doing your homeschool, you can have a checklist of like daily goals and tasks that. You just want to get done and it's not necessarily time oriented. It's just, I have a checklist and these boxes all need to be checked. It doesn't matter to me if they get done at 8am or if they get done at 5pm, but these are all the things that have to be done. Mm -hmm. The other way is more of like a time block rhythm where necessarily All of these things have to be done, checking the boxes, but maybe more so like during this time, I know I want to do math and during this block of time. So you're not necessarily flying through things in a task oriented way, but you know what you're doing at different windows of time throughout the day. So what um, have you used, Sarah? What do you think works best? Like how would a mom, if she's trying to figure out which of these to try, or which one she would like better what advice would you give her on how to get started
1: so to me like i would especially advise a mom that's overwhelmed or a mom that only has a certain time frame to do homeschool in i would advise them to use the time blocking method so let's say you have 2 hours let's say you have from 10am to noon and you have to get all your homeschool done in that time frame because you have other things you 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 just can't continue on um, I would definitely advise using a time blocking method. So you would be like, you would break it up into different blocks of time. Like from 10 to 1030, we're doing reading from 1030 to 11. We're doing math and in a time blocking type of format, you're not trying to get through always in my, around my plants in my room. Um, you're not trying to get through a certain, like you're okay. If you don't get through the lesson. Because what defines success in a time-blocking way of doing it is just that the timer goes off. So from 10 to 10.30, we did reading. Yay, it doesn't matter how far we got in the lesson. doesn't matter how many lessons we did. We succeeded because the timer went off. Whereas in a checklist type of way of doing it, it's you've got maybe a more flexible schedule. You maybe have like several hours, like maybe you have from 10 a.m. to like 4 p.m. that you're trying to get homeschooled. Done. You know, you have a list of things you're you're getting through, and it doesn't really matter if you take a big break in the middle. It doesn't really matter if the kids aren't wanting to do it at a certain time. You're like, that's fine. Take a break. Go play. We'll come back and do this later. And then, as soon as the list is done, homeschool is over, and everyone's free to do whatever they want.
0: Yeah. Should we show them visually? Yeah. Um, so they can kind of wrap their minds around. Let's show them that um, I've got Emma's homeschool list pulled up if you want to I can start with that Mm -hmm. so this is like the this is the checklist approach checklist approach
1: yeah this is my six-year-old so this she's in first grade and this is the checklist that I have made her for this semester I morph it all the time like if we're throwing something out and we're bringing something in um as you can see We want to get through every day right now. Handwriting, we do our Grateful Journal, language arts, math, read for 10 minutes, review CC. And then I have things like brush your teeth, eat breakfast, clean your room. And then her and my son are in charge of cleaning the living room because it is their mess every day. (laughs) That makes our living room crazy down. So when she is done with all of these things, she checks it off one by one. And this is kind of more a way to empower your kids to also be involved in the completion of homeschool. If you have the capability, you know, the time capability. Um, so I, I give this to her every day. I don't check things off of this. She does. And so when she's done with her handwriting, she checks it off, you know, one by one as we go through. So this is for me kind of how I start empowering my kids at a real young age. And we did this last year too, when she was in kindergarten. Um, at a real young age, how to be responsible for getting homeschool done, and kind of how I play the whole like, well, you it, yeah, sure. As soon as you're done with your homeschool, like we just have a couple more things to do, and then you can watch TV or then you can go outside or whatever you want to do. Um, so this is Emma's as an example, and generally we still do it in a general time frame of like 10 to we just got done right before I got on this call, so it was like 1:30. That was like our gen. It's so like probably like 1030 to 130 is kind of like our average. Um, so that's
0: Emma, who's six. Okay, I'm going to share James now. So
1: James is eight. He is in between. Th- he's in third grade and some things and fourth grade and other things. So you can tell his is a little bit longer and has just a little bit more that he does. Um, so he's in charge of getting all these things done. And honestly, he does a lot of these things because a lot of them are independent before I even wake up in the morning. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, so when I wake up in the morning, generally he has done his handwriting. He's read for 20 minutes. He's done his multiplication review and he's done his spelling and maybe one other thing before I get up because he's my firstborn and, you know, firstborn children, (laughs) they're on it. Um, and then the rest awesome. of it we do together. And of course he still has the same things. Um, I've just found putting, and so I print this out. I give them one of these every single day. And so they get a new one every day. And it just, for me is how I, have how I do it. I like to print it out. They like to have a fresh new one every day. It's sitting there on the table in the morning when they
0: wake up and they know it's homeschool day. So that's James's. So good. And then show you also an example. Now I did not create this. One of my friends did, but it's something that we kind of, um, loosely based our, um, we loosely based our homeschool day around this. And she has written down, this is more the time block approach. So for morning, like Getting dressed, making your bed, brushing your teeth, reading your Bible, having breakfast. I would have that from like, you know, that would maybe be an hour time block for all those things. So I would say, wake up at seven by eight o'clock, be done with all of that. And then I would have each of the girls would have a different one of these. So I would, when I was using this method, the kids were a little younger. So I did more like half an hour each, but I basically would say, okay, eight to eight 30, we're doing reading eight 30 to nine. We're doing math nine to nine 30. We're doing language nine 30 to 10. We're doing CC 10 essentials was a little longer than half an hour. So that maybe be an hour, but there were specific time blocks. And if they weren't, it was basically not us getting through, like, I'm guessing Sarah with yours, like you have, when you say math, it's like one lesson. There's a lesson. Yeah. So this would be like, look, she's got workbooks, flashcards. Like if we're doing 30 minutes of math and you finish the lesson, then you're going to go work on flashcards. You're going to you know, do something else math like to fill that time. So you just know you're going to be doing. So again, you can customize it. I would also I would print this out, but I put mine in like a page protector and gave them dry erase markers so that I wasn't printing one out every day. It was something that got erased every night and it was on a clipboard and then was started over each day just because we erased the dry erase from the day before. So it was still like a checklist, but it was, again, it was more focusing on a specific block of time to do a specific task. So I knew we're done every day at, you know, by lunchtime or Mm -hmm. the younger ones done by lunchtime, the older one might have to go like a little bit after lunch while the little ones are napping, something like that.
1: To get our free heart-centered homeschooling ebook, or to book a breakthrough call about homeschooling or business with Sarah, visit the links in the description of this podcast. Also, we always want to hear your questions or ideas for new podcasts. So do please slide into our DMS on Instagram or post in our Facebook group.